Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Quack, 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 quack. quack. the Mighty Ducks, the podcast where we discuss the 1996 Disney hockey sequel, D3 the Mighty Ducks, five minutes at a time. I'm your host, Blake, and I have two wonderful guests with me this week. First of all, our another all-star guest with me finishing up the series, Travis Bowe from Real Comic Carol. Travis, welcome back. Hello there. It's, it's nice How's it going? Return. It's nice to return to finish up the run. <laughs> had to be, uh, yeah, had to, had to return for, you know, get, get the hat trick in. I see what you did there. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and for the first time, and only because um, we we literally just became friends a few months ago, the only reason for the first appearance from Rocky Horror Minute, Leandra Lynn. Leandra, welcome to the show. Thanks. Happy to be here. Yes. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll get some five for fighting. <laughs> oh, well, nicely done. Yes. Um, me and Leandra, I said me and Leandra only been friends for a minute because I did Rocky Horror Minute, and then we realized we're both hockey fans. So now here we are. <laughs> Nice. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so. And I was able to share with Blake the the one cool thing that I that I know regarding uh, D three uh, the Mighty Ducks and just the Mighty Ducks in general. Mm-hmm. I used to work with the brother of Vincent Larusso. Ooh, Ooh very nice. It was Ooh. very cool. <laughs> that is I was, very, very cool. I wasn't starstruck, but I was, I don't know, I guess moonstruck. What's the, uh, what's like slightly not a star. <laughs> well, moonstruck works here, but we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. Well, before we get into things, I'll start with you, Leandra. What's your thoughts on this movie and the series? Because it's your first time on this show. So, My thoughts on this movie slash the series. I love it. Uh, I remember watching this as a, uh, as a little one. 
we'll pretend that that was a very little one and uh, just going uh, going through it and going like wow it, this is really great i uh, this is my first experience with kind of the uh, the coming of age story through the lens of sports and I feel like Disney really did a great job with not just the first and the second one, but I, I honestly have a have a really soft spot in my heart for uh, for this final closing out of the of the trilogy. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I'm starting to love this movie actually more as I'm doing this <laughs> as I'm doing this show, which is actually saying a lot because usually it's the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually yes. the other way around. Uh, Travis, third movie. Here you are. Your thoughts on this movie, and have you, okay? I'll ask you this: Have you seen it before <laughs> I sent it to you for this? <laughs> I had i I saw this for the first time in my twenties, maybe. Um, I think I had just rented it via Netflix when they did discs, or maybe oh, wow. a block, maybe <laughs> a block, maybe a blockbuster online, something like that. Um, but I think I was just in the mood to watch all of the Mighty Ducks movies and I had never seen D3 at that point. So I watched it then. I watched it again uh, yesterday or night before. Um, I'm good on, uh, on D3. Wow. Um, It's, it's, it's okay. It's not a, I didn't love it. It felt very low stakes. Um, I guess considering like where the, the stakes of the first two movies, like where are you going to go? You know, what else can they accomplish? I guess. So this just didn't feel like there was that much to gain. Uh, we'll get into it, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of, uh, I, I, it, it's okay. You know what, Joe Travis? That is, seems to be a kind of a consensus going on with guests because it's like yeah. you go from like the Miracle on Ice story in the second movie, right? To we're fighting for the school. <laughs> That's who we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Leandro, That was that was a running thing last season when we realized that they were just rewriting Miracle. It's Iceland mm. with Russia. Oh, was, yeah, of course. Yeah. That was D two. So here we are in D three, and they're in high school, and. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into our minutes because we're we're at a really crazy point of the movie. <laughs> we're, we're the for some reason we're in a smoky. It, it, we're in the same place they play every game, but the yeah. smoke is going. I still haven't figured that out from the last episode. It it's mood <laughs> setting. Yeah, <laughs> it's a private school. They have plenty of money for mm-hmm. fog machines. There you go. There you go. And it might explain why the coach sees them later. Because I still don't understand that. We'll get to that when we get there. Yeah. But um. What I liked about this the story here, though, is there as as the coach arrived was saying earlier, your little duck tricks don't work here, and the flying V completely falls apart, like yeah. completely falls apart, which is fine. That's good storytelling, actually. <laughs> yeah, I like that their tricks don't work. the The triple D doesn't work. The V, of course, doesn't work. It. I, I like that. I I forget had had. Uh... Has Russ done the knuckle puck? Was that not, in a... Not here. Not okay. here yet. Not in this yet. game, no. yeah. No. Okay. And I don't think it happens, obviously. Because the last episode, we Dwayne's, Dwayne's moves got checked down. Mm. And Fulton's shot got caught. Like, yeah. all this stuff that everything they're known for got stopped. Yeah. Everything. So, that's yeah, a lot. This, 
this is really a turning point in the film because before this you have the you have the entire kind of core team going no we're still the ducks quack 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 and everybody's saying no you can't do that and there's no reason for them to not want to do that because they're good at what they do and they have fun at what they do and they uh, they really have no consequences you almost get a consequence with them getting a tie in that first game but even then that doesn't really seal the uh, seal their fate as being children who have to learn how to play against older children that and, and also they won they won with those tricks so in their yeah. brain, that's the only way to win yeah. <laughs> it's just odd that they're they're going up against an older they're they're punching above their weight to use way a hockey metaphor like it, they shouldn't. They shouldn't necessarily expect their tricks to work, or be right? surprised. Be surprised that they don't work. Like, yeah, you're you're not going to be able to do the flying V against people who are, you know, in in this case, like a foot taller than you and have fifty extra pounds. You know. Yeah, that's the that's one thing that I find incredibly baffling about all of this. This. Uh, this rivalry against the the varsity and JV teams mm-hmm. is very very foreign to me. As somebody who uh, who was kind of tangentially related to to high school sports, um, it was never a oh well the JV team's gonna kick the butt of the varsity team and that's normal. Yeah, yeah. I like that they established that there's this rivalry between JV and varsity. But again, it's low stakes. That's and I didn't realize until about halfway through the movie that that's that's their evil team Iceland in this movie. I didn't know until about halfway through that is this movie is just building up to them taking on the varsity team. Like I, I don't know. That felt really strange to me. You know what's um, funny, Travis? Though also one of the players on varsity is also Gunnar Saul from Iceland. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Like, nice. I was like, oh, wow. Did not realize that until literally yeah. like two shows ago. Did not realize that. <laughs> I, I really like that Adam Banks makes it to the varsity team. Yes. I, I like that, that there's a, you know, he, he always was the he was odd the man player. out. Mm-hmm. The best you know. player. The best yeah. player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Although I wasn't going to follow up with something that Deandra said. I did play football in high school. And there was a little feud between the JV and freshmen and the JV and the varsity squads, but JV and varsity were pretty much the same team in my high school. It wasn't that big of a deal. We were the same yeah. team, we were the varsity's backups. We were still going with them in the games. It was the freshman varsity thing, but we never played each other. It wasn't like we played each other in a game. It made no sense. We're 14. <laughs> they're 17. There's no yeah. reason for that matchup to ever happen. <laughs> but also, if you think about this, we're uh, we're looking at the Mighty Ducks, who we've spent two films just seeing them become better and better and better, and they uh, they become Miracle on Ice Junior, and it's uh, it's really important and epic, and everybody loves them, and they are not as good as what I'm guessing is like a good, but somewhat typical high school varsity team. They might have a good legacy because they keep winning uh, winning states, but I wouldn't say that they're much better than than anybody else. They're, I, I don't think 
in universe that we're supposed to go into this going like, oh, the Mighty Ducks are now the Warriors. That's going to be huge. <laughs> like we haven't heard about the Warriors before. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that they are not like Ducks level crazy good. That's very true. It's very true. Another note, by the way, I, I just, I have my problems. I was watching these minutes actually this morning as I was finishing my notes this morning. And I'm like, I don't remember in the other movies the Ducks being this bad at defense. <laughs> yeah. This bad. They, <laughs> they really hammer it home that uh, that's what Coach Orion, like that's his thing is is defense. And I respect and, that. As a hockey yeah. fan, I respect it. Oh, but yeah. I don't remember the Ducks being this bad at it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I used to have season tickets to the Capitals when they didn't have a defense to speak mm. of, um, and it was it was excruciating. Going, oh, okay, yeah. just, just stay on the one side. <laughs> I, I trust that you have offense. See, Deandre, I'm on the opposite end. I became a Devils fan during the crash line era. Uh, <laughs> I became a Devils fan within the '90s during the crash line era. So <laughs> where we had the best defense in the league. So. <laughs> yeah, it took a while for Caps to figure out a defense. I wouldn't say that they have the best defense in the league, but they do have a good one now. Remember, the devil did shut down the Russian five. Yes. Remember that. That did happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, anyway, back to this. I, the one thing I will note here, I, I love here, is the score and the sound effects. In the background of this, oh. are oh, amazing. Like, yeah. It really is. Whoever put this together, with the, not even just the score, but the sound effects and like the grunting and everything else going on in the background is fantastic <laughs> if you it close is... your eyes and say <laughs> okay am i watching a children's film from the 1990s or am i watching one of the star wars trilogies <laughs> from the early 2000s the only thing that's going to make you pick one or the other is the lack of pew 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 yeah there's that that uh like kind of chanting it, it was really it caught me by surprise, like the, ah, you know, yeah. all that stuff. And uh, you hear like swords clashing at, at a certain point. I think whenever they're, they're, you know, uh, stick, hand, you know, puck handling and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it, it's really epic and it, it took me by surprise, but it kind of works. I, I didn't mind that part of it. And especially with the, uh, they've got the lights turned off for, reasons unknown <laughs> you know Dramatic uh, maybe the, i mean it's cosmic bowling why wouldn't yeah, there be right clone the dark hockey yeah <laughs> fair fair yeah i, I like where are the lights coming they're coming from the hallway of the school like that's oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, where are those lights coming from because there's no lights in the building or something because they get turned on later so i don't know yeah. where the lights are coming from um i will say okay throughout this whole thing i'm watching this and varsity they're, I know all the doctors are complaining that varsity is playing cheap. They're not really playing cheap, mm. except when they run in the Goldberg and take them out. That's really oh, yeah. fine. They're yeah. like, that's, that's cheap. That's I, feel like, I feel like both teams are playing completely poorly as far as that goes. Like, you've got goaltender, inter, uh, goaltender interference. You've got, uh, you've got a lot of grapples. You've got some high sticks. Um, it's just there's a lot of messiness going on across the board. And the the ducks are just as guilty of it in that previous game that we saw. It's true, true. And this is why two teams that don't like each other should not have refer- should have referees at all times because that's how to hit quickly. <laughs> I had a question about that. Who's dropping the puck? How, how are well, they? They're doing the they're doing the thing where they drop it right in the center and they have to like 
hit their sticks together um, three times in order oh. to kind of like do the the fake drop of the puck. That was a that was a high school thing, at least for me. Thank okay. you. Is that a thing? If you're wondering, it's that a thing. Episode. It's a thing. It is a thing. That is a okay. thing. Okay, we were talking about the last episode. We did not know if that was a thing. Thank you. You're the answer to the question from the last show. Perfect. Hey, here for you. <laughs> awesome. nice. I didn't realize it. It's <laughs> funny how that works. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's like a, an official thing. The the time that I've seen that done is like when I was playing like field hockey in gym class. It was so still though. It makes like, sense for this. That they would yeah. do something like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you realize how excited I am that you, you, you solved that problem for the last show. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> oh man. It, it drives me nuts seeing Goldberg in in net this movie because I it made me so happy when Julie started to take over as goalie. Um, I think it maybe a little bit before this, and then kind of for the rest of the movie, she's usually in goal. Right. Um, because he he's the worst. And what's, what's bad about it is Goldberg feels like he's worse now than he was, and yeah. his attitude sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, deal with the fact you're not the starter anymore. I've been having that yeah. problem the whole movie with him. Like, deal with it. Like, well, yeah. and he just acts like he's the greatest thing between the pipes, but he just he's. He always is scared when when the puck's headed his way. He can't deflect. You know, he's just uh, in this movie. I know he's been better in in previous in the previous movies. He's had his moments and everything, but it made me so happy when uh, when Julie ends up in in net mm-hmm. in the rest of the movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, and even when they say, hey, well, she's a lot faster. Yeah. She she has better puck handling. She's better at the game. He goes, oh, does that mean that she needs to bulk up? And no, it means you need to practice the yeah. thing that Coach Orion told you you need to do instead of playing around. And he's like, no, nah, that, that can't be what I'm supposed to get from that. What's cool about that whole conversation earlier in the movie is that Avery even says, at this level, Julie's better. That's yeah. the first time that at this level actually makes sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> you're playing teams that are actually been together probably longer than you guys have. Like, you guys have been together maybe, what, a couple of years? Like, I know, for instance, I was looking up the Blake school they played earlier in the movie. I looked them up. That school, like, I think of my hometown. My hometown, I live in, I lived in a very small town. The football team, I've been doing the football team for freshman year of high school but that team was together for three years before i joined them right so like that's probably what these teams are like in this in this movie they these teams have been together since like 10 years old like they know each other so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you you have that jabroni on the uh, on the varsity team and uh, he goes yeah my my little brother was supposed to be on jv but he didn't get in because of this uh, this duck thing right and like yeah i'd be upset too if i've been uh working through somebody's farm system um (laughs) even at this level and then they go no we're we're gonna go with some plucky children from another place and we're just gonna from this town from minnesota even technically we're in minnesota (laughs) so that that answers um kind of this this working theory that i had and in uh listeners if you have uh children in the room you might want to s- send them out of the room for this theory because it gets dark but uh i'm watching this movie right and it something just felt off 
it, it was weird to me because in the previous two movies, we've added kids to the team, right? You've had in the first movie, it was just all these um, little, you know, orphans <laughs> or, you know, what, you know, kids just uh, plucky street urchins. Yeah, there you Perfect. go. Um, the second <laughs> mo- in the second movie, you take all those kids, you bring them to L.A., I think. Yep. And then you meet Russ and you get uh, Julie, Luis, Julie and the figure skaters and yeah. so you bring in you add to the team and they get here and it's just it's most of that team from you know the second movie they dropped a, a character or two Portman is the only one missing but he'll be okay <laughs> i think the the figure skating brother and sister they didn't make a second movie kenny Wu is the only figure skater here at this point I well, oh Wu's i thought that i thought that was the second movie so kenny Wu came in the second movie the brother sister were the first movie okay yeah. <laughs> okay either way they they you know, you'd think that you'd start adding some more people because I started to think about it and it's like, where are all the existing JV kids? And I started to think, did was there a bus crash? Did the entire JV team like, you know, are they dead? And and they had to like scramble and like, we need a team. Let's let's bring in the ducks, you know. Um, obviously that's a super dark, like in my head, like just little little theory I was working on, but uh but it was just it's as I thought about it, it's just weird to bring in. I mean, essentially, you're you're paying because you're paying for their scholarships and everything. You're buying right. a team, um, and but not adding any of your star players in JV to this roster. Um, just yeah, and you're not bringing in the coach, so you're yeah. clearly fine with it changing fundamentally. And I. All of this is very confusing. I have no idea how much money the JV, JV hockey makes in Minnesota, yeah. but I don't think that it makes enough money to offset the cost of, what, 20 kids full, oh, uh, full scholarships to private school? I don't see that. No. You know, kind of, right. something. A good story here, and they wanted an extra story, would be the JV squad that was here. And the ducks coming in, and then yeah. they have to join forces and get along, and that yeah. could have been the B plot to lead up to the big A plot at the end. Yeah, like you did in the second movie, you could have yeah. done that, you know. Yeah, and that's I, I mean, obviously my my theory was is kind of a joke, but obviously, but uh, it, it is weird not to on a on a Disney marketing level. Like, why wouldn't you have some existing JV students and, and like have that team blend with this team, and then you have rivalries. You know, if if your one of the Bash brothers is gone, you make you find a new Bash brother here. Maybe someone Fulton can can uh, blend with, or mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. It, it's just an odd decision not to address. I mean, I guess they did. I I, I missed the the line about someone's brother not making the team because yeah, because the, the opening brother. like it was in the opening minutes. It was in the opening. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just it's really frustrating to me that uh, that they don't even have people going like, oh, I've heard of you and you stink or like that one uh, that one kid that's like, oh, man, I'm so excited that you guys are here because I've been following this because you're miracle on ice for uh, for children. And that's really cool. Like nobody seems to care. And they're like, you're not that great. And clearly they're not. But (laughs) Their, their reputation alone. That's what they are. Their reputation. 
Yeah. So that's what the thing is. Uh, by the way, I just want to address the people listening. In no way was Travis making fun of the um, Harvard, um, the Humbert Broncos, who did have a bus crash a few Ooh. years ago and lost their entire franchise. I just want to clarify that Travis was not making fun of that. No, this is so, no, this is very complaints. much a community glee club <laughs> thing. Yeah. Hmm. That book's coming out next month. I just, by the time maybe people hear this, that book will be out already. So I just uh, want to clarify. Uh, in no way is making fun of that. No, no, no. <laughs> So thank you. I just want to clarify that now before anyone complains <laughs> to you as you're making fun of right. an actual real life situation. That's not all. at all. Not at all. God, that would be so messed up. Yeah, I that's why. But to put that out there. <laughs> but uh, I was sitting over here just making sure I got the right behavior over here. <laughs> Address that right away. Um, so back to where we are in the movie. I do like how Banks and Charlie are the ones that go at it. It's like they've been mm. waiting to do this since the beginning of the first movie. We oh, God, absolutely. <laughs> These two had wanted to go at it since the beginning, and we finally get it. Uh, they're two suits away from actually dropping the gloves and actually having a real hockey fight. Like, <laughs> which... It's a little unfortunate that it's the kid who was on the outs in the first movie, and they're dragging all that back up like even when they start to go at it charlie says yo you're tell it to your rich parents or you know and it's i almost wish that another player had been the the varsity you know the kid that went to the varsity team so that they could like at this point adam should be you know a core member of this team um so just to drag that stuff from the first movie up here I don't know. It feels a little unfortunate for the character. And they even um, I know preppy. we need they even called a preppy, which is something they haven't brought up since yeah. the first movie. Because like, yeah. <laughs> Charlie and Banks, Charlie and Adam, they were like bonding in the second. Yeah. Like, they were bonding. Like they had like moments. Yeah, together they figured the it out. Yeah. yeah. Like they were really close. <laughs> Doesn't make sense how we're here. But again, though, it feels like like. We'll just forget half the storylines happened in the second movie. And we'll just, uh, we'll just bring up stuff from the first movie. Because that happened yeah. later on with Gordon, too. Like, let's just forget the second movie happened. Mm-hmm. And we'll yeah. just talk about the first movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a different universe than the previous film, I guess. So, um, I have the, um, the captioning on my screen over here. And all, all it says here during this whole fight is all shouting and grunting. That's all it yeah. says on the screen. It's <laughs> hilarious. That's one of the funnier captions I've seen. <laughs> um, so I do appreciate by the way Goldberg really wanted to get into this fight if they really wanted realism they should have had well to the goaltender because I didn't think I love more than a goaltender fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah. mm. I love a good I got to stuff. see one in person I got to see one in person mm. by the way Admiral's game a few years back there was a, almost like a budget glaring brawl during an Admiral's mm. Wolf's game that started with a goalie fight it was amazing <laughs> it was the most amazing yeah, it was so crazy they had to end the second period early and do an intermission to clear everybody off the ice to figure out what was going on to clear everybody off, come back out, play the seven minutes that was left, and then have intermission again. Wow. It was so chaotic. <laughs> I got pictures somewhere from this. It was, it, it was the crazy part. It was on Autism Awareness Day. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of children here that are autistic enjoying this fight going on again with their parents telling them not to do that. It was wow. hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. So that, I had to bring that up. So, yeah. I have a question here. Coach Orion just shows up. Mm. Why yeah. is he here, first of all? What, what time is it? That's the second question. And number two, when did he turn the lights on for him to come out here? Like, there are so many questions I have. <laughs> well, 
you you'll find out later uh maybe in a few weeks why he might be there early like he seems to have a, a morning routine there on the ice i don't know yeah. if but that could like, be why maybe maybe i'll maybe have to check later to see if he's wearing the same outfit yeah later. so but like it's weird that he just happened to be here right when this fight starts hmm. to turn the yeah. lights on in the building and break everybody up it's just like yeah it's like new well story said- what oh go ahead he said something like that after the after that one game where they tied, that uh, that he expected everybody to show up at the school like five a.m. on a Saturday yeah. because that's the that's the best time to get goose eggs. Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah, so maybe he just expected that to happen. And story wise, it's it's the best way to break up this fight so that yeah. they don't really have a fight. You don't have students, you know, fighting against each other. Um, but yeah, story-wise, it, it just helps to, the game's already over but at this point, you know, it's, they're not going to, you know, we don't want to see our, our team just keep getting beaten. They've already lost. So yeah, it, it's good to have the the coach, you know, at this point when they're kind of at their lowest, you know, we need Charlie's going to leave and Fulton's going to go with them because, you know, Charlie just, he's just got this, <clears throat> chip on his shoulder uh, he drove me nuts throughout this movie <laughs> let's talk about that let's talk about oh, okay. he's driving me nuts all the why is he so cocky like yeah. why is he so cocky in this movie it doesn't even seem like he's cocky it seems like he's like struggling with childhood alcohol yes. addiction he's just like and then he has this wonderful line where it seems like he had to take a drag of a cigarette before he said it <laughs> it was uh you break in uh, you you're breaking up the best thing that any of us ever had. Yeah. And it's just, he says it like, he's just like, get out of here. It's just, <laughs> it's funny. great. That's very funny. I felt like that. That's great. Char- Charlie lives in this weird world. Um, it starts at the beginning of the movie when you find out that Bombay isn't going to be joining them. You know, you know, you don't know, you know, the way that, everyone in your life always goes with you in every step of your life. You know, they all go to the same high school. They all go to the same college with you, you know, your coaches, like, like he lives in this bubble of like, he thinks that, that his coach is going to be his coach the rest of his life. And his friends are all going to, to play the same team with him here. And they're all going to go together maybe in college and beyond that, like he, he needs to, he needs to grow up and, and that's, that's, it took a a while for him to learn that, that, you know, even Fulton says, I think uh, maybe next week, like, I don't know if I want to do this the rest of my life, you know, and and Charlie is just, he's, he needs to learn that he's going to have to let people go. Like he didn't handle it well when Bombay left, you know, and he just thinks that he's going to have everything that he wants, you know, at all times and and that's it's just a harsh reality to learn and he's just not doing a good job of it yeah he's very much the peter pan of this everybody else is like okay well i want to i want to become better at pocky i want to maybe do this other thing i'm going to get a new job and he's going no i i want to live in this bubble and i'm going to keep all of you with me Mm -hmm. at every cost 
That's a good point, actually. That's a very good point. I didn't think about it that way. I didn't even think about it from that perspective that he is the Peter Pan of this movie. Yeah. yeah. He wants to be a kid. And even though they're all trying to grow up, you know, they're all going to grow up around him. It's yeah. weird how that works. It's a surprising turn, I guess. If you look at the typical happy ending Disney kind of template, it's weird that Bomb Coach Bombay didn't become his his uh, stepdad or yeah. You know, it's it's really kind of strange because that's really his father figure. Um, I mean, in the first movie all the way till now. Um, I forget was there a relationship with him with Bombay and Charlie's mom? Yeah, they got they were dating in the first movie. Okay, and then when we got to the second movie, they had broken up. probably because he was traveling, and then yeah. his mom actually got remarried. Okay, the movie. But okay. we don't see the husband in the third movie. So I think there's something. Huh. Some weird story there that we don't know about in the second yeah. movie that was brought up to be in the second movie by John and Gordon that that um Charlie's mom got remarried. Hmm. So that was mentioned in the second movie. Yeah, Charlie, <laughs> he just he needs a father figure. Obviously, uh, um, blanking on his his name, the uh, um, the older guy, the old Hans. man, Hans. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, you know, he kind of becomes a surrogate um, in, in a little bit of a way. And then, I don't know. It, it just, yeah, Charlie just needs a dad. Yeah, but. exactly. Uh, it's 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 one of those things where, like, I don't understand, like, why he's like this. Like, yeah. okay, another question I have. Travis, you've been watching all the movies, and Leander, you watch them. When the hell did Charlie actually become the captain of this team? Because mm. that had bothered me. This entire movie. He was not huh. the captain in the first movie. He wasn't the captain in the second movie. When did he become captain? <laughs> oh, you're good. Oh. <laughs> I assumed it was in the movie. second movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and they were like, but he's always been our captain. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> no. Like, That's not true. I actually went back and I watched the end of the second movie for this, this movie. I'm like, it was bothering me. Like, I, have wow. movie. I'm like, I went back and watched it. Like, he's not even wearing the captaincy when he's being the assistant coach in the gold <laughs> medal game. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. there. Like, I don't understand the storyline. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but who would the... be a better captain? Oh, no. Charlie should be their captain. I agree. But, like, he was yeah. never actually named captain. <laughs> even, though Charlie, I... even though the whole storyline, like, Gordon gave him the C, but he never yeah. did it. Yeah, <laughs> I think Julie would be a good team captain. Right. Um, she at least focuses. Yeah. True. But they really ever give goaltenders the C's. Yeah. Rare. And and it's one thing I've learned from 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 other teams: the best player sometimes doesn't have the C. Mm-hmm. True. I'll take yeah. yeah. person. We're talking about Miracle on Ice earlier. Mike Ruzioni, not the right. best player on that team, but he was the captain. Yeah. And I'm just throwing that as an example that everyone. I, knows. I like the kind of here it's it's charlie's the heart of the team yeah Perfect. charlie may not be the best player adam banks is probably the best player um as far as all around uh you know abilities but it should be charlie um if his if he'd get his head out of his butt long enough to realize that he's not the ducks aren't necessarily you know you're not going to be able to come here with the same i guess the 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 swagger that they've built up from their past two adventures mm-hmm. um yeah it's not gonna carry them very far and that's that's just one kind of rule he's gotta gotta learn yeah, yeah. and he even tried to name drop with that girl uh, yeah. going like hey 
you haven't heard of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks? Yeah. They named a hockey team after us. And she's like, I don't care even the smallest bit. That is one of my favorite, like, throwouts ever. Because I, I, the timeline of this movie comes, this actually came out um, opening weekend of the Ducks' second season. Wow. So that, this, this, this movie came out, like, I don't know how they did the premiere, but I could totally see them doing, like, some big premiere. Like, oh, I'm sure. The Arrowhead Pond or something. I could totally see them doing that. I don't know if they did that or not, but I could totally hmm. see it. But this is the opening weekend of the second season of the Ducks is when this movie came out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad when, I was so sad when they dropped the Mighty from yeah. that. Mm. I, I think that's why I'm so happy when they brought back, they were brought back to their jerseys last year and they brought yeah. back the whole logo. Like I was so happy to see it again last year. So before the pandemic, like I was so happy. <laughs> Yay, bring back that logo as much as you possibly can. <laughs> oh, never disappointed. But back to goalies not normally being captains. I mean, that's what they—that's uh, what happened with um, the Vegas Knights. I—I I believe they didn't have a captain that first season, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and it was kind of de facto their goalie. Oh yeah, because Flurry was the most experienced player yeah. on the team. If I remember right. Yeah, Flurry had the most, yeah. and the cup wins and everything else. From yeah, he was clearly the captain, but he wasn't the captain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, funny part is like I, we're, I'm, we're doing this in the middle of hockey season, recording this in the hockey season, and the Devils don't have a captain right now. Mm. And like everyone knows who the captain's going to be, but he's currently injured. That's uh, the other reason they don't have a captain right now. Yeah, like it's one of those situations where like we're waiting for him to get back from injury. We're waiting for him to get back from injury to give him the seat. That's the only reason he's not captain. I feel like uh, uh, Lundquist would have been a good captain for the Rangers. I don't know who the Rangers captain had been, but Lundquist is like the the one Ranger player I knew for. Uh, several years you know um, yeah exactly. I, I i will say this now as a devil's fan yeah much like mike richter back in the day i respected mike richter hated him as a ranger i respected lungquist hated him as a ranger yeah, <laughs> like, sure. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. like i rooted for mike richter with all my heart when he was playing for team usa but <laughs> when you were the we were the, we were the um, rangers logo you're my arch enemy so yes. <laughs> yeah so. there are just some things that you just can't you can't love and that's the Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm raising, the, raising the Flyers are my two arch rival teams. Uh, <laughs> throw that out there. I like the Flyers. I got a soft spot for the Flyers. I, I I'm not allowed to like the Penguins, obviously. No, obviously, no. you're a white capital fan. I can't. Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> Penguins. Terrible. So the Flyers. I was at a Devil Flyer game one time, and I, I forgot it. Maybe it was Lindros. Lindros took out Marty. Right in the middle of the second period, and that was the day. I'm like, this is my first double flyer game. I'm like, yeah, now I understand this rivalry. Now yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it now. It's like that's how it feels as a, as a Blues fan. Like I cannot like anyone on the Blackhawks team. You know? Yeah, fair. It's a lot. That makes sense. That makes yeah. perfect sense. So, hey, we dropped this. Up. We're almost done with these minutes here. <laughs> um, so I can talk hockey for hours. But I do have another episode to do that. Um, the um. Now, now I, I, I understand Coach Orion's point here. Take off the jerseys. Oh, yeah. Making a point here. Although I did note that um, noted that um, Coach Orion wearing an NHLPA shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> Pretty funny. Dude. But um, he told them to take off the jerseys. This is where Charlie decides, no, I'm not doing that. This is where they throw out the line of Leandro brought up earlier. <laughs> You're breaking up the best thing I've ever had. Can't believe you're doing this to us. Yeah. You're breaking up the family. <laughs> <laughs> Which is stupid. It's really you're breaking up the best thing you ever had, Charlie. Not him, right? <laughs> Let's be honest here. And, we were, yeah. 
uh, there were just a few moments in this this five minute chunk. We've kind of mentioned Miracle on Ice, you know, a few times. Um, one thing that kind of reminded me of all that was just this, like this game is like a like an exhibition match, kind of like what uh, that team did with, uh, with against Russia before. Yeah, Soviet, Soviet um, USA at the Garden. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of that where they get beaten and they kind of realize what they're up against. Um, the, uh, the moment where um, coach Orion is th- this taking off the, the jerseys and saying, telling him like the ducks are dead. Like that's kind of your, your, what team do you play for? Like he's trying to, he wants this team to realize like, you know, you're not, I mean, eventually they'll flip-flop on this, but you're, he's telling them, you're not Mighty Ducks. You need to play as this team that yeah. I'm building. Yeah. Um, it was kind of that, you know, miracle, uh, what team do you play for, Team USA, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Except without the charisma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. you have he's this no kind Herb of... Brooks, you know. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. Um, <laughs> but I, I really like Coach O'Ryan, and especially like in this at the end of this uh this group of minutes um i really respect what he's doing and it's probably because i'm i'm closer to his age now than i am closer to to the kids age when i first would have been in in the target audience for this movie you know um he's he's just right you know maybe he needs to change up his his way of going about it with some of the people, but you know, I mean, he has this classic, this guy's strict, but he, we're obviously going to find out that he has a heart of gold oh, yeah. sort of thing going for him. And I, I noticed earlier in the movie, and I said this earlier on the show, I, as an adult, he's a great coach. Like yeah. as an adult, yeah. he's a great coach. Like yeah. I don't real, I didn't realize this that I was younger. Like he is such a great coach. Cause if you listen to what he's saying, everything he says makes perfect sense yeah it's like when you watch the little mermaid as an adult and uh, and she goes but dad i'm 14 i'm an adult like no wow. no you are not stay under the sea like charlie's just acting the fool uh, and orion's like please don't if you're gonna you should leave and then he does and he's like bye yeah like, I, I can't I like, work with this. I like that he tells the the kids after uh, Charlie and Fulton leave, like you don't want to be here, don't be here. You know, I respect that move. I yeah. think it's a smart move. Yeah, I don't care who you are. If you don't want to be here, no one's forcing you to be here. And it's yeah. true. It's just a true statement. Like no one's forcing you to play this game except for your scholarship and your parents. But that's a whole yeah. other thing. You do with your parents then if you don't want to be here. I do like that there's at least one person uh, at all times that goes like, I don't want to mess this up. I have a free ride to like a good school. And that's usually Russ. Yeah. (laughs) Usually going, I'm good. Yeah. I will play. Russ has been doing that. It's been running down the entire way with every chance he has. It's like, absolutely nobody. Russ says, I'm scholarship. I'm scholarship. (laughs) We have to be reminded. We are yeah. not intelligent as a, <laughs> as an audience. We I don't children. know if that was like they do it in one that they realized him saying it was hysterical and they just kept doing it because they did it so many times. Like it's ridiculous. 
I didn't realize how many times he said it until going through this movie like yeah. this. <laughs> At least once every 15 minutes. Like, it's so ridiculous. Um, one more note from the when we cut over to Hans, who, by the way, first time we actually see him actually being sick in this movie. Mm. Was, what? He's sick? I know, right? <laughs> He's actually coughing. This is the first, that was the first time. Death by coughing, as you look at other movies. Yeah. <laughs> he was coughing for the first time. But by the way, had a whole different meaning now in 2021. Yeah. Coughing and leading to illness had a whole different meaning. So now, but at the time, <laughs> this is this. But I do appreciate this is the only, this is the first setup we have of Goldberg being an attention. Mm hmm. Yeah. This is great. I like this move. And at the time, I'm like, this is a great move. Like, this is a yeah. great moment. I'm like, okay, cool. Goldberg will no longer be upset because he was now almost you know, doing his own thing. And anyway, that's what he was meant to do this whole time. He wasn't meant to be goaltender. Right. No. So that is where we end our five minutes with Han turning off the radio, which I do love the fact that the JV team came on the old school fashion radio the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> such a weird thing to do, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I've got this weird Uncle Drosselmeyer guy listening to uh, listening to his radio and coughing because of his old Victorian orphan disease. <laughs> like, it's just it's very very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, so that that thing, I love the old school radio. I've been commenting on it this entire movie. So it's just it's this little funny gag that we will never see again after this little scene next episode. Next episode, but <laughs> we're through our minutes and we get to the final our big question that we've been asking every single person as we've been going through this movie. And I've been asking everybody for their craziest or funny high school stories or memories. I will start with Travis because you're our all-star guest. I'll start with you. So why don't you give us a story if you have one? Um, I, I The one I thought about, it, it ties into the movie because we get so much uh, rollerblading kind of at the, uh, at the start of the movie. Right. And so when school was like in high school, when school was out, me and my friends, we would just kind of hang out in the parking lot. You know, we weren't really doing anything, just hanging out, talking. Um, we didn't have anywhere to be. Um, one friend of, of mine and I, we took to putting on rollerblades and we would, you know, skate around in the parking lot. And that turned into, well, you have a truck. I have arms. I'll hold on to the back of your truck. And you pull me around the parking lot. Oh, no. And that turned into him heading towards the exit of the parking lot and me going, you know, at 20 miles an hour on rollerblades, uh, which is a little faster than I wanted to be going. And he had no intentions of really stopping. <laughs> so I, I let go and go over the hood of a car that was like in the next lane over <laughs> and kind of land in front of their car. Um, luckily they were just creeping. So there was no, like, I didn't, I didn't get hit by this car, but um, I, I definitely went over the hood of, of the car um, <laughs> at right in front of the principal who was directing traffic, you know, letting people out. So that that was fun. That's fantastic. I did not see yeah. that coming. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going on Martin McFly and now you're going into cars and you're getting traffic. No. <laughs> wow. That that was that was wow. Unexpected. Um, Leandra? Go for it. Okay. So I need to preface this for your audience. I am a law abiding citizen. I I, I never jaywalk. I look both ways before crossing the street. I don't drive, but if I did, I'd always drive the speed limit. Um, and when I was in high school, I was in marching band. And 
as a senior, all of uh, all of the seniors in the band got to have the big campfire uh, over at the school. We all slept out on the field. It was super fun, super cool. And uh, as unattended kids often do, we decided to get into hijinks. So one of the things that we did was we we went over to the neighboring um, elementary school and we found in their dumpster um, a bunch of chairs and an old chalkboard and just stuff that they were throwing out and we're like, oh, this is going to be really funny. So we set up an entire classroom on the football field and we thought that was great. And then it was still early in the night and we were stupid. So we no, we were like, oh, you know what else we should do? We should get on top of the high school. And we no, we figured out a way without a ladder to, to all get up on top of the roof of the high school. And we're like, man, this is really cool. We're totally normal. And then somebody was like, oh, we should break in. And that's when, when me, I went, hmm, that's not going to be the thing that I do. But I applaud your pluckiness. And... And just as they were trying to figure out how to like open up a door without setting off any alarms from, uh, from our perch high above, we noticed that there were police cars that were coming toward us. And we were like, oh, oh no, we're all going to go to jail because we're trespassing, obviously. And, uh, and this, is, this is it. So we all get off of the, off of the roof and instead of running, which honestly, I don't know if that would have been better, but at least it wouldn't have been as dumb. We decided to go onto the field and then just pancake down so that we were all just like laying as flat as possible. Mm. There, was, there was no alcohol involved with this. I don't drink. I didn't drink then. I won't drink later. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, we just we decided that that was going to be the thing that we did to get out of this. And I could hear the cops laughing at us as they got back in their car and drove away. (laughs) And we definitely had to clean up the field because we still had that classroom there. Um, And that's not where that needed to be. So uh, the next morning, uh, while everybody else was getting kind of prepped for, uh, for practice or what have you, um, us seniors we took the time to to clean everything up wow i really thought that was gonna somehow end in all that that stuff being in the fire that's where i thought that was uh, no <laughs> that was that was great like i love the cops just showing up like all these dumb kids i'm just leaving yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean they're <laughs> At the time, like, I, I feel like when you're in high school, you really think that the stuff that you do is, like, really cool and really, uh, really interesting and nobody's ever done it before. And for the most part, you're not cool and you're not interesting and you definitely aren't the first to do something that isn't cool or isn't interesting. So I'm sure that this was like, oh, seniors are on the roof again. <laughs> These people are idiots again. So... That, that is great. That is, that is very, very funny. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's reminding me of the awful security guards that we had at our school. That anytime a fight happened, they're just running in slow motion. We called one Mario because he looked like the Mario from Mario Brothers. And he oh, was yeah. Run in slow motion, like in the video game. <laughs> it was actually bad and hysterical. And 
I look back now, I, I actually might be the same size as Mario now. So that, I think it's funny anymore. I think it's funny, nearly as funny as it was when I was in high school. <laughs> think about it. Yeah, we had two police officers, and one was really cool. His name was Officer Twom- Twombly. Yeah, Twombly. Officer Twombly, and he was a he was very neat. That he was just like, I'm gonna do this, and this is my job, but I'm gonna be the cool cop. <laughs> so he just wandered around, being like, Hey don't be a jerk and we'd be like okay we can do that actually you just made me think I, when i was in drama club i was in drama club for three years and um my we, i became friends with one of the janitors which is interesting it's interesting thing to do um he was actually helping me with the high school website that i was working on and he may or may not have told us where a broken vending machine was <laughs> unofficially told us where a broken vending machine was and we just happened to know where it was, and we just happened to get free snacks in, and we loaded up our entire dressing room with free snacks because of him, <laughs> <laughs> which was amazing. And I would, I still to this day don't know if they ever knew who did that to this day because we literally, I think we cleaned out the entire thing and brought it up to our dressing room. <laughs> well, if they're listening to this, yeah, it's been then... there's no, it's there's been no statute of limitations on stolen snacks, sir. No, I, I think we're good. I think we're good. And I don't think that's the worst story we've been told on this show when it comes to breaking some kind of a law or something. Mm, yeah. <laughs> this is larceny in the in the tens of dollars yeah. sort of level. I, I will leave out the end of the story on why we are left alone to do that. I will leave that part of the story out because the person that was in charge of us is passed away now. So I'm not going to put his name in like vain here. But if, if you ever want to hear the rest of that story, text me, message me online. I will tell the rest of that story. It is not on the air. <laughs> it's not an on the air story. <laughs> so on that note, let's get the plugs. Travis, plug away. Go for it. I have a completed Movies by Minutes project. Uh, it's been completed for, I guess, well over, probably coming up on two years now. I don't know. Um, but Watchmen Minute, we uh, we went through the director's cut of Watchmen one minute at a time. So that is completed and just waiting for you. Uh, my ongoing podcast is Real Comic Heroes, where uh, my, my partner and I, we go through a big list of comic book movies uh, in release order. So we started in the 50s with Superman and the Mole Men. And we're currently in the mid '90s. We just did Time Cop and The Shadow and The Mask, um, so we've got uh, got some stuff like that. And uh, yeah, we're, it's it's a fun show. We just a movie review podcast, so check that out. Uh, real comic heroes, real with two E's. Ooh, yes, fancy. And Leandra, go. All right. And I am half of the dynamic duo that runs Rocky Horror Minute. We are the podcast that breaks down the Rocky Horror Picture Show in excruciating detail, one minute at a time. We are um, a new addition to the Disney family, and we have not quite figured out how to not swear a lot. So if you are not excited about uh, about vulgarity and adult content, then maybe a Rocky Horror podcast isn't your favorite thing. Yeah. But if you do like that, go to RockyHorrorMinute.com. Yes, I, I, I will agree with that sentiment. I think it's right there in your opening. If you're going to get upset, don't. That's why I love your show, because you guys don't give a shit. <laughs> I love it. So, all right. Well, that note, I'm going to 
to say next week, um, Tracy from Burnick and ABCs will be here to continue on with the film. He'll be our next all-star guest. I'm looking forward to him coming on. And me, you can find me on the Black Sound Show every single Friday, right after this at 9 a.m. Go download that show. This goes up on earlier on Friday. That one goes up right afterwards. So go listen to that. I've been doing that now. For, we are just past eight and a half years doing that show, which is insane when you think about it. <laughs> and that'll be that. You can hear this every single Friday. You can buy these t-shirts that I'm wearing uh, to public. I'm plugging in this because I want people to buy our D5 shirts because I know I'll be wearing this on a plane to Disney when I go there. So <laughs> we'll be wearing this. Um, that being said, let's get out of here. Thank you both for coming on. Especially because we brought on you guys had never met before we did this. So yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Yeah, this was great. Thank you. This went well. I have, I'm very happy with this show today. I'm very happy. So I'll I'm happy you're happy. You guys later, and especially when I get to my next secret project that I'll be announcing on the end of the season. I, I know, I think I might have told one of you already. Yeah. But I know that one you might have told me. I fully announced it yet. You might have not told me. Yes, well, I will let you know, but trust me, I'll definitely include you when I talk about it. So until then, Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you all next week. Thank you for joining me, and have a good day, everybody. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together.